Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Growth Podcast. I am your host, Matt Pilati, and I am really excited today to talk about a topic we have not covered yet before, which is shocking uh, in all the 75 plus episodes we've done, which is video and how to use video for B2B marketing to drive growth. I am joined today by Danielle Diamond, founder of Epic Media, who was once a drifter, has now moved on to other amazing things and has gone deep in B2B video. Danielle, thank you so much for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we uh, we we caught up before. Uh, we talked all about your your high level philosophy on B two B video, how most businesses kind of get it wrong, uh, and how you think about it in terms of top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of the funnel. Would love to step through all of those things. Uh, so why don't we just start at the top? So let's talk about like how do you think about B two B marketing with video as the vehicle? What is the approach? Yeah, so I think the the key thing to start with, right, is what wasn't and isn't working about B2B video, right? So when I first started at Drift, um, I didn't know much about marketing. I was young, just starting out. Um, I always joked that I got my MBA in marketing from from Dave Gerhardt. Um, and so because of that, I had just done a lot of research into, okay, what are other B2B brands um, making in terms of video? How are they using social media? Um, are they leveraging YouTube? Are they using different social platforms? And really kind of delving into what type of videos B2B brands were were kind of using to sell their products and then sort of what that funnel looks like. And, and what I found was that there was actually just a lot of really boring content out there. Um, and I think what happened was with B2B video, there were two types of videos that people started making probably about 10 years ago um, that we kind of got stuck in because people would just do it because that was the way it was always done. And so there were two types of videos and I still see them today um, that people make. And the first one is the boring animated explainer video. Everyone has gone to a B2B website, seen that generic type of video, and it always looks something like this. You watch the first 10 seconds, you get really bored, you move 30 seconds in, maybe a minute 30 because someone decided to, that this video needed to be three to five minutes long. Um, you don't find what you're looking for, you scrub through the website, through, through a bunch of jargony copy and you end up leaving the website. So that's that first type of video. No one really likes it, but so many brands still have it for some reason. And then the second type of video is that video of the CEO on the homepage talking about their values and their why. And it's usually behind this backdrop of like office B-roll that's pretty generic. Um, and the truth of the matter is as much as you think your values are differentiating factors, when it comes to your customers, your why and your values really are not differentiating factors. When people go to your website, they want to see how you can solve the problem that they're experiencing. And so that type of video actually belongs on like a careers type of page and not your homepage. And so those were the two types of videos that we found. Um, and both of them seemed really broken. Fortunately, you know, working at Drift, DG and DC were really big into investing in brand and they really sort of let us run with the idea of let's see what the ROI is on creativity. And through that, we kind of really started building the foundation for what does B2B video look like in what is now, you know, 2021. Um, and so since then, I've worked with some really awesome companies, both in the B2B and B2C space. Um, anyone who's seen the recent trainual videos, we just did those. We did some stuff with Loom. We've also done a lot of work with B2C lately with Tampax and Invisalign and Adidas and companies like those. Um, and basically, through testing a whole bunch of videos, um, me and the team at Epic Media have kind of recreated what that video funnel looks like in terms of what are, and we basically kind of um, brought it to three types of videos that every B2B brand needs in 2021. 
Love that. I, I mean, it's, it's amazing to see, uh, like, we worked together on some video content four years ago now. We did some brand videos that were, yeah. we were driving around Top of Funnel. Uh, and you've learned so much about, like, what works in different contexts and different industries uh, in, in terms of videos since then with those, those really cool brands. So let's, let's zoom in right now on Top of Funnel. So just trying to, like, raise awareness, you know, what you were, you have a very strong opinion that those boring animated explainers, those sort of need to go. What do you do instead? Like, what does really good look like for driving top of the funnel with video? Yeah, so there's two different top of funnels. There's there's top of funnel for organic social, and then there's top of funnel for paid media. So I'm going to start with what top of funnel is for organic social. And that is those short, like little snippets, usually like People like, especially B2B companies have that podcast or the big thing. Usually they'll take snippets from podcasts and make those social clips. Sometimes it's the CEO talking about their mission or talking about some sort of specific area of expertise in that field that they focus on. And so those like little social clips are the day-to-day content that really make up that top of funnel. And those really help build trust and establish um, you as the expert in your field. Now, for B2B, those work especially well on LinkedIn. I've also seen them perform well on Twitter, even certain um, platform, it, certain um, audiences that still use Facebook, it performs well there. Instagram, they've been big as well. And so really the key with those social clips is to have a really catchy headline and to have a short, concise piece of content that delivers value. Um, and that's really the key thing is to educate your audience with these daily social clips. Um, so that's top of funnel for social. The great thing about it is anyone can do it. You don't need a huge video budget. You can just take out your iPhone or even record on your computer and you can create a social clip as long as what you have to say provides actual value to your audience. And that this is actually what I recommend a lot of companies hire in-house for because that this is where you're really going to want to kind of have someone on your team, on the marketing team, um, running social for a video. Because I think, especially in 2021, one of the best things you could probably do is get a two-in-one video social person um, because so much of social now is video. And so if your social person can also be a video person, that's going to be, that's going to really provide a lot of leverage for you and your brand. So that's something that I really recommend companies bring in-house so you can really do it at scale and on a day-to-day. And on the the daily video piece, I think what's what's so beneficial to that sort of approach too is it allows you to so quickly and actively test out different messaging, right? You know, you were talking about the CEO recording a video selfie, right? Like every day you're getting a chance to like try a new angle of the messaging, see what resonates, see what hits on social. And it's an opportunity for, for you to like, and your marketing team to get the reps on what is our messaging? How do we get that right? 100%. And that's sort of been one of the biggest benefits besides, you know, actual leads and, and building trust with an audience too, is you can see, okay, this particular video or this topic was like resonated so much. This got so much engagement compared to all of our other videos. Let's take this topic and let's double down on it as opposed to, oh, this video, no one really had any interest in it. Maybe this isn't the right messaging. Let's stray away from that topic. So yeah, it's it's really this awesome daily feedback loop to see, okay, what are people responding to? And maybe what don't they care about? Okay. So we talked about social ad video stuff. What about that? You said there was a second angle. To yes. It? So there is a, this is for paid media and this is really, this is going to be middle of the funnel for your regular organic um, channel. So 
it's so for organic, it's top of funnel is that day to day educational content. And then middle of the funnel, which is which is also top of funnel for paid is going to be this comedic style brand video. Now, it doesn't always have to be comedic. If you are, say, a healthcare company, you're probably not going to want to do something funny because people like I always say people getting sick is not funny. So it really depends on on what your um, what the brand story is and who your audience is. Um, I I have found that for B2B marketing in particular and for for SaaS products, com- comedy often performs much better than trying to take yourself too seriously because at the end of the day, as much as we you know all love our jobs and we all love B2B marketing and SaaS, um, our SaaS products aren't really that emotional. And so comedy performs the best there. And really the goal with these videos, whether you do comedy or something more serious, is to connect with people on the problem. One of the biggest mistakes I see when it comes to brand style videos is companies just talk about their product, their product, their product. Before you can talk about your product, you need to connect with someone on the problem. Otherwise, they're not even going to care about the product in the first place. And also with these brand videos, right? The whole purpose is to A, connect with them on the problem and just get them to remember you. And that's why comedy works so well, because if you can get someone to laugh, they're going to be much more likely to remember you than if they just watch a pretty generic product ad. And so whether if you're if you already have an established audience because you're doing that day to day content and you put out one of these comedic videos, um, that audience is already there to watch it and so it performs super well on organic social. I just did one with Dave for DGMG Jobs and that one I think has amassed about a million views at this point just organically, you know, because he already has that audience that he's been building. And so once you sort of take that comedic video and put it up there, it's it's really easy to go viral. Um, And then there's also, say you don't have an audience yet, that's totally okay. Maybe you don't have the resources to do that day-to-day content. That doesn't mean that you can't and shouldn't have an awesome video funnel for paid marketing. And so these really work well as top of funnel ads for paid, especially on platforms like YouTube or even LinkedIn, they've done really well on. And actually, I've seen them honestly work well on all platforms, um, which is the great thing is because great content is great content. And so really, um, the key there is before you hit them with that product ad, you you have to get them to remember you, they need to know who you are. And so those have been performing super well as top of the funnel paid ads as a way to go, oh, I'm, I remember this brand or, oh yeah, I, you hit them with something funny and then they're really going to be more likely to just really remember, oh yeah, um, that's a problem that I have. That's kind of the goal with these videos, right? Is to get people to raise their hand and say, oh yeah, I really relate to that, that I was in a situation similar to that. And so that's really why focusing on the problem with those videos, as opposed to jumping in with your solution, it tends to be the best there. Yeah. The, the videos that, uh, you, uh, and the team, Amy, uh, and then yeah. we start in at Drift, the four years ago one, that, that was like a comedic thing, but it anchored on the problem. And I think it's one of our most viewed videos that we've ever put out at, at Drift. And it also makes me think like your whole point about comedy, it makes me think about some like big time role models, like insurance. Insurance is boring, yeah. but Geico, right? And progressive, like their whole thing is to be funny. And, uh, you know, when you're talking about like, paid uh and and doing well there i think of uh dollar shave club and their approach and how viral that went because it was this funny thing yeah. uh, that talked about the problem of expensive razors and um another one that comes to example is uh i think it's like dr squatch uh oh, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it's like soap brand but the videos are like funny or whatever um but yeah i i think it's it's so important because i think when 
teams are in B2B. They think that like we're selling to businesses. We need to be professional. We need to like get to the point and like tell them what we do and talk about the features and benefits. Whereas what you're saying is like bring the humanity back into B2B marketing through video. Yeah, people are still people. That's actually, that's sort of like um that's like kind of the basis of of the company that that I've been building is is don't be the ad, be the TV show, especially cuz content is so saturated now. You need to find a way to stand out and rambling on about your product or even just getting straight to the point isn't really going to make you stand out. I feel like the the thing that's going to make you stand out is if you emulate what people are actually watching. So a lot of like the inspiration that we that that I like to like steal from is YouTubers or, you know, what are my favorite TV shows right now? What's everybody watching? How can we take that and apply it to an ad? Um, you had mentioned this earlier, but I, I briefly had, had done some work on SNL and like, that's a big source of inspiration for me is sort of taking the work that we've done at SNL and kind of using that style comedy in B2B ads because they're short, they're sweet, they're to the point, but they still make people laugh. They're super memorable. And it's really kind of it really follows the rules of virality. Love that. Any other notes? I, I know we, we started at the top of funnel. Yeah. Our conversation like naturally went to middle of the funnel. Uh, other notes on middle of the funnel stuff? Um, I think that's really key to the middle of the funnel um, is, is just getting your brand name out there by connecting with people on the problem. That would be my biggest advice there. Love that. All right, let's jump to bottom of the funnel. So we talked about like social, paid, thinking about viral and 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 reach. Uh, now, how do you think about using video to like get a customer to convert? Yes. So you've built their trust with daily content. You've done that comedic video. You've hit them with maybe that brand ad that focuses on the problem. Then you can finally talk about your product, right? Once people know who you are, they're going to be much more likely to go, oh, I recognize that logo. Oh, yeah, I watched that that really funny video they put out. I'll, I'll sit and watch this, you know, 30-second ad about their product. That's when you can hit them with, um, you know, middle of the funnel, bottom of the funnel um, ads if it's, you know, paid or social of here's the actual product. And we just did a series for Loom that has done really well as a, you know, as an ad to to drive to free trials. And basically in the beginning of these ads, it's good to always bring up that problem again, right? So for something like Loom, we would, we, you know, would show an image of someone scrolling and you can still make it kind of lighthearted and funny, right? Depending on what you're going for. It's like someone scrolling through like an endless calendar that's totally booked up. Um, it's like, you know, don't have time to to sync up with your teammates, like try Loom asynchronous video messaging, and then you can go through those key features and benefits. Um, something that I really recommend for this is it's also kind of another great way to test messaging. This is kind of often the video, the type of video that I'll actually start with, with, with certain brands, especially if maybe they um, don't have the budget for the bigger comedic video yet, or maybe they're still kind of figuring out what their messaging is and then go invest in that comedic video. Um, and the great thing with these is in one production, you can sort of test out, you know, three different scripts and you can either target those three scripts to maybe three different personas that you have, or you can just test out three different um, key messages and, and, 
and kind of learn from that test and go, oh, this script right here is the one that's performing best, as opposed to, you know, this other messaging that we tested out, people aren't really responding to it as well. So that's something that I that people tend to overlook with video is that you don't have to just make one piece, you can kind of turn that one piece into maybe three different things, use it to really test messaging, and then also use it to really drive your product marketing, both in terms of, you know, your your video funnel and funnel and really making that the that kind of final touch point of oh this is the video that's going to drive them to the freemium product this is the one that's going to get them to book a demo and also you can use that data in your actual product marketing on your website um, in the content that you're putting out and, and all that fun stuff and when you talk about like making three scripts and testing it out i'm almost imagining you know if you're doing a a 90 second video you know, the first 45 seconds is like stable for all of them. But then, you know, the part where you show the product, maybe that is like angled differently. You like three different versions of that. Like, is that sort of how you think? Yeah, about so that? that's one way to do it. Another way we do it is even like changing the intro, right? Is maybe figuring out what's that opening hook. Maybe if we try, you know, busy calendar versus um, what's the other one we did for Loom, like busy calendar versus Oh yeah, busy calendar versus maybe team meetings and updates or or maybe for I know certain event platforms we're working with we've tested out things like webinars versus events versus meetings, right? To kind of see okay, what are people going to resonate with the most here and you can kind of test out okay, this opening hook really got people's attention. You could also test out, maybe we think that these key features and benefits are going to be the most interesting. Um, that's maybe where you change out, okay, we start with the same opening hook, but maybe we'll test out different product features that will that will kind of um, showcase in this particular video. So there's really, you can kind of test anything. The idea is, is you kind of can do it with the same talent, that same backdrop, and really get it all done in one production. Um, and it really becomes this, this performance marketing test. I also think what's really interesting about how you step through the funnel is you only started talking about showing the product in any way at the very bottom of the funnel, like yeah. rather than, cause I, I see a lot of, you know, you go to a B2B website and the video on the homepage is like, welcome to our platform. Here's the five things that we do. Yeah. And I actually, it's funny that you mentioned the homepage there because we actually had a client test out the comedic video on their website as their homepage video. And within two weeks, they saw, I believe it was a 40% increase in conversion and they doubled their, their MRR because they're an MRR based company. But um, it was, it was pretty impressive to see what changing that typical cadence looked like when you focus on, oh, you know, I'm going to go to the website and this homepage. So this also can work as like, the cadence for your website, right? You go on the homepage, maybe that's the first time you're seeing a brand. If you connect with them on the problem on the homepage, they watch this funny video, they get a sense of who you are. You can really raise your hand and go, oh yeah, I have that problem. They're solving the right problem. From there, that's where they go to your product page and really go to learn more about, okay, well, what are the actual problems that this product is solving? That's when they really want to learn more about the about the product. And that's where, you know, those, those talking head videos. Um, and I really learned this for doing these videos with you specifically, Matt, um, it's where those like talking head videos where actual elements, of the product pop up so you can see what it looks like. That's always the thing that gets me about those animated explainer videos is that it's never the actual product. It's like this weird animated version of the product, like show people what the actual product experience is going to look like. Um, use an actual human being. The, another mistake that I see people make with B2B video is they'll just put like a boring product demo. No one really wants to, to watch your five minute 
demo, the nice thing about having an actual human being walking you through it is A, you can get through it faster, and B, there's something about a human being talking that is just so much more intriguing to people than watching like a mouse move around the screen. My theory, besides the fact that we just are designed to respond to other humans, is that it kind of emulates what a YouTube video looks like. And it's there's this native feel of, oh, this is the type of video that I would choose to watch in my day to day. And so those, those do really well. Um, anytime you can kind of just use a person instead of graphics, I, I usually recommend that. On the note of showing the actual product in the video, I imagine, and this is a question that comes to mind for me, but I imagine people are listening are like, yeah, but then if we put the product in, it gets outdated within a month because our team ships it. Like, how do you think about solving that? Is there an easy answer to that? Yeah, you can sh- you can edit the video later if you really need to. Um, that's honestly the truth. Like, like also don't, the more you wait to put that video out, you're going to be waiting forever because there's always going to be changes to the product. You're always going to change little things. But at the end of the day, if a little, if the project product is a little bit visually different in your video, um, or if maybe there's like a minor change, honestly, no one's really going to remember that. The whole point of the video is to walk them through the product and give them that general overview and that feeling for what the product feels like and what it looks like and and who you are and, and sort of how you can help solve their problem. If a little feature, it looks a little bit different or changes a month later, that's really not the point of the video, right? It's when they go to use the product, people understand that products are constantly evolving. And then if it evolves to a point where you need to make a new video, you can always replace the footage of the actual video um, with with that old footage. So that's that can be easily done. Um, so to anyone waiting to put out a video for their product to be perfect or or because they know they're going to make a change in a month or two, um, my advice is don't wait. Just, just get that video out there because you want people to buy your product so you can scale faster and, and you know, let that the product continue to grow. Makes total sense. So we talked about top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. There is a separate thing that you had mentioned to me uh, when we were catching up before the podcast, which is video around product launches. We'd love to just get your download on that uh, before we go ahead and wrap up here. Yes. So kind of what I was talking about before is what I often see with product launches is, is often people will use like a Loom style video where it's like, I'm at my webcam, like, here's the new feature. Let me walk you through this new feature. And then it's full screen and it's the new feature for another three to 10 minutes. Um, that's not going to be the best way to show off a product. The best way to show off a product, kind of like what we were saying before, is that talking head style video. Um, and I highly recommend making these for your product launch. From the product launches that I've I've seen um, at Drift, I've, we've done a bunch with Privy that have worked really well. Um, and what we found with that is just making a video the centerpiece of that product launch is a great way to, to, to get people to actually sit and listen to that for you know a minute and 30 seconds. The great thing is you can put that video on Product Hunt, right? You could put that video um, on your homepage and it can live there continuously, you know, until you feel like updating it and it can kind of be there on that product page, um, you know, helping with conversion rates on your website 
um, continuously there. And then also, you know, you can post that video natively, always post it natively, never a YouTube link. Um, you can post it natively on LinkedIn. You can have everyone in the company do that. And chances are, you know, if everyone in the company posts that video, people are going to start seeing it. You can have everyone post it on Twitter. You can post it on your organic socials. Um, and it's just, it's a great piece to really have that can really post everywhere, especially now that social media really prioritizes video in the algorithm. And I just want to double down on the point that you made around uh, don't post the link to the video, post natively. Yeah. That one's like super important. Yeah, and I, I honestly am surprised with how many companies I still see posting links. Um, native video is always going to perform better. You also kind of want that autoplay, right? You don't want to make anyone have to take any extra steps to watch your video. You want it to autoplay and really get their attention with, with that initial visual. Awesome. Yeah. All right. We covered a lot here. Any other big things that you want to make sure that we we toss out here in the podcast before we before we call today? Um I would just say I think the big thing is to start with the goal in mind. I know a lot of companies sometimes think, "Oh, we need this type of video." You know, well, we need this about us for the about page. Maybe you don't need that type of video. Really think about, "Okay, what are our goals?" And then from there, you can say, okay, what is going to best fit our goals in terms of the creative that we need? So um, I find that the clients that we work with, the ones that see the most success are the ones that come to us and talk to us about strategy first. And together we kind of strategize and say, this is the type of video that's going to work best for you based on what we've seen, as opposed to, you know, the companies who, who say, I know I need this type of, I, I need this type of video because I want this type of video and there's not really sort of a strategy behind it. So always sort of tie that creative back to your bigger goals and your bigger strategy um, and see what you can do to make it more creative. If you can make people smile or if you can be memorable or make people laugh, that's always going to be a positive. Love it. All right, Danielle, thank you so much for joining. Cool. This was a ton of fun. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So great to be back with Drift. Yeah, I am excited to uh, make some more videos together in the future and some other, some other life, other companies, other products, whatever it might be. Uh, thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your thoughts. Um, I want to say to everybody listening thank you so much for spending your time listening or watching if you're watching on youtube i know there are so many things you could spend your time on working on listening to watching whatever it might be and you're spending it here i super appreciate it if you like this episode hit the subscribe button check out the library of other episodes there's over 75 other fascinating topics that talk about a specific growth channel strategy or tactic so check those out uh, if you're a fan, I'm trying to get a few more reviews uh, on the podcast apps, uh, Apple podcast app in particular. So leave a five star review and a written comment if you don't mind. Uh, my email is mattadrift.com. If you have any feedback, questions, topics, potential guests, whatever it might be, feel free to drop me a line. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.